Eh, he told me, bueno, ¿qué crees que es el hogar? Y dije, el hogar es, es, es mi casa, es donde me he criado, he hecho todo. Y me dijo, no, el hogar es aquel sitio donde siempre hay alguien que te está esperando. It means that home is that place where always is someone that's waiting for you. Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. My name is Fernando Losa. Fernando Losa, el auténtico. Test one, test two. Perfecto. <laughs> sí, perfecto. Sí, sí. This is happening in my, in my place, you know? It's like fucking crazy. <laughs> cool. This is where I did the other two as well. I did Austin. Ah, uh, you did with, yeah? yeah? This room is perfect for it, man. I think it's like so. It's quiet and it's kind of far away from everything. Maybe it's your job here. You I have to do these interviews, you know? Man. Don't worry, your last day, you have to come here and just talk with Joe. Who's yeah. Joe? No, there's a man that sleeps inside, you know? Don't worry, it's a big bird and... <laughs> the conqueror, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is 1.23 p.m. in Krabby, Thailand. I'm with Fernando Losa. Yes. He is the manager of Taboo, the backpackers hostel. Uh, this is the place where I was supposed to stay for one night originally and ended up staying, I think, a week? Yeah, eight days. <laughs> eight days. Eight nights. Eight nights. So I think nine days and eight nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Left for a little bit and then I came back for one more because I love these guys so much and this has been honestly the coolest place I've ever stayed. Not just hostel, that's the good. coolest place I've ever stayed. That's good, that's good. <laughs> so Fernando was an, an important guest because you lived a lifestyle before this that a lot of listeners mm -hmm. have. One, so you were working in Barcelona and how does that differ because I know... You're from the north, but yeah. you said you've kind of got an attitude of the south of Spain, right? That's what everyone said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how, for people who don't know about how Spain works, how does the attitude differ between the north, like in Barcelona, towards the south, where, you know, in Granada and Malaga? It's true that sun, the sun affects, uh, affects everything. In the south of Spain, there's almost, now it's kind of changing because, you know, weather is fucking crazy now. But in the south, there's always sun and has been always sun. And people with sun is like more happy. It's more like street people, let's say. In Barcelona, it's like, the, how you say, the biggest small city. So you, you have everything in Barcelona. And it's true that in Barcelona, it's like, since the 1992 with the Olympic games, you know, Barcelona came, uh, became like an important city in Europe, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like everything is in movement and crazy. People is working for work for work, work for work, yeah. work for work. In the South, uh, it's completely different. They have another kind of, of thinking, you know, it's like uh, they live. In Barcelona, you live or you think that you're living and you're not living, you know, you're all day working and that's all. You know, this, on weekends is the best part of weekend, you know, and weekend is like sun, okay, let's go to have some beers. But it's like more quiet people, you know? Yeah. And the South is different. I mean, uh, they work in the morning, maybe they have the break for lunch and they drink beers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, in Barcelona, people think that lives and they are not living. And in the South, 
they are living, but they are not. They don't know that they are living. They you know, they don't realize that they yeah. are fucking living. You know, now I can see it. I'm here in Thailand, and for me, I'm working. I don't know how many hours. I'm all day here, mm-hmm. and for me, I, I don't think that I'm working. You know, but I, I don't feel it because I, I love what I do, and for me, it's not work. It's like I'm in home. You know. Yeah. And it's like kind of South uh, thinking, you know, I can drink beers, whatever I want. (laughs) I think that it's good to go to the South of Spain and just see how people does things. It's not because it's the best way to do it. It's just because it's, it's real, you know? Yeah. And you can compare your, your style of living to that, right? Mm -hmm. You see, oh, these people aren't working near as much. They're a lot more happy. They're making time for the things that matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't change your life completely, but you'll maybe take a little note. A little, yeah, for sure. That's it. I think there's a lot of people out there with kind of a South of Spain attitude or who want to have that South of Spain lifestyle, but they're living kind of a North of Spain lifestyle, right? Like you were working 14 hour days, yeah, right? And you were, you liked what you did, but it was getting to you, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it was getting to the point to where you were realizing, oh man, my life is kind of devoted to work. How did you make that huge change from going, okay, I'm not going to do 14 hour days anymore in Barcelona. I'm going to move to Thailand, start managing a hostel. How did that happen? Because I think a lot I of people, <laughs> I think a lot of people out there want, want to make that huge switch, but are afraid to. And maybe you can just talk us through how you started from Barcelona, 14 hours a day to now, now I'm seeing you grinning behind a bar all day, drinking, having fun with people, meeting new people all the time. I mean, I think that's a, a lifestyle that everyone wants to live. Fuck, it's the first time that someone makes me this question mm-hmm. and I just realized that I'm doing it, you know? It's like fucking crazy. I mean, before, I'm gonna explain you two things, okay? But before, sorry, before coming here, it was like this, not topic, but you, you always see people that they quit their job and they find a job outside, like in paradise. And I said to myself, yeah, why not, you know? But it's fucking difficult. Everyone is telling you, yeah, there's people, but there's a lot of people that they cannot do it, you know? But you know, uh, that was not my plan. I mean, my plan was not come here and make something, you know? It's just, there's people that focus on one thing and say, okay, I want to make a hostel over there and maybe they can do it, you know, or maybe not. My plan was like, uh, I have to say, sorry, someone, someday my boss listens this, <laughs> but because I really love her, I really, for me, it has been like, uh, she has been like a mom for me mm-hmm. dur- during a lot of years working with her. She was the boss at the advertising agency, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was in three agencies and I had this boss in the three agencies. Mm-hmm. It's just life, you know, it's crazy, but it was like this. And I really love her. But the thing is, um, she was working like me, same hours, same everything. And okay, I'm, she's not old. Eh? She's now, I think that she's uh, 44, 45. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not young, young, but it's not old, old. Right. But the thing is, she, she has now two kids, you know, like four or five years old, more or less. And she was doing the same hours than me. And I said to myself, okay, I'm doing like 14, 15 hours, depending on the day, maybe. And I said to myself, okay, she's doing the same thing like me. She has uh, more res- uh, responsibilities, or I don't know how you say it. It's like more, more things on charge, you know? But she's still working the same hours than me, you know? And she's two kids, and I don't want this, you know? I don't want to be like in 10 years, uh, having more money to, for the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, she was... She's taking more money <clears throat> because she's more 
responsibilities or uh, whatever, you know, I don't know the word, but it's more things to do and more, you know. And, but I said, what's the difference, you know? Maybe she has to maintain a big family. She's always doing everything for, for his family, for her family. But I thought, okay, not for her. I thought, okay, maybe I can be like a super director, account director or producer, producer, whatever. For what? You know, for having maybe three times more money than I have now. And what does it mean? It means that maybe instead of going to my little town to spend my days on vacation days with my grandma, I can go to Bahamas. Mm -hmm. And I said, it still being two weeks or three weeks that you have holidays. And that's it. But yeah. that's it. And yeah, I decided to make a change. Not because hours of working, you know. I'm the kind of guy that uh, I can work uh, doing whatever, you know. For me, work is work. And if you need money, you have to earn it. But I just thought that I'm not come to this world to be like a um, ship, ship. You know, bear, bear. Sheep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for that because uh, everyone has his thing in this world, you know. But I just thought that it was not mine being working like a lot of hours for one people that they don't really care about us, you know. Yeah, sure. And I think that, well, I was always thinking that I came here just to try to help people or to make people more happy, you know. Yeah, I, I just thought, okay, I want to do this. But before doing this, I don't know how or when or what. I want to quit this. I just want to reset my mind and say, okay, you have to do something. So I started like backpacking. I just said, okay, uh, that's it. That's it. I take my bag. I leave everything. I leave my family. For me, family is the most important thing. But it was like for me, kind of difficult, but it was a good choice. You know, uh, for me, I'm the always one that he's taking care of family. It doesn't mean that I'm always with my family. I mean sure. that. I really care about my family. You prioritize them first. Yeah, and for me it's so important. And I said, okay, maybe I, I have to go out to to miss them, you know, mm -hmm. to understand that even if I really love to be with my family, to take care of them, maybe I have to think in me, you know, and how is me outside of the things that I love to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was the main point of okay. I want to change. I want to change my uh, my lifestyle. Maybe I, one day I come back and I can do advertising again. You know, I, I don't hate advertising. It just was like okay. I need to change my mind. I'm almost thirty, mm -hmm. and it's a okay. I want to change my lifestyle. I don't know what, how, or whatever. I don't know, but I want to change it. I need to be not alone, but without my my main things. You without know, without your comfort. Yeah, right. without, without my comfort. That make you the most comfortable. Yeah. yeah, and for me, comfort is to be uh, surrounded of people that I love. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I like to do. You know, I, I don't care about money. I don't, it's just to be with my people. It can be blood family or best friends or whatever or, or girls that you love, whatever yeah, you know. Sure, sure. And I said, okay, I have to do this. So let's go to Asia. I didn't. It's my first time in Asia. And I said, let's start Indonesia. Boom, 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 boom. You know, I just came here to Krabi. I just met the one guy that he was like the actual um, world champions in his category of Muay Thai. He's Spanish. He was so cool, man. And he said me, okay, if you come back like in two weeks, I'm gonna teach you Muay Thai for 20 days. And I said. Yeah. So I came here and I just met the guy from the the owner of this land. And he said, okay, because he's Thai, but he's Muslim too. Mm -hmm. And he has like a little space where he wanted to sell beers or whatever, but he cannot do it. Right. And he started to talk with me and he said, yeah, because I have a place where I had before a resort. I rent this place for a resort. Da, 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 da. And I said, okay, can I go to check it? 
And I just came here and I said to myself, okay, this is fucking cool. Okay, it was devastated everything, but I said, that's fucking cool. And I just met two, my partner and brother now is Tony. Now we meet each other like four months ago, but for me, it's like my brother and it's like same kind of thinking than me. You know, he was working too long, a lot of hours as DJ and, produ and producer, music mm -hmm. producer. Well, a well-known DJ and producer at that in, uh, yeah. in London. Correct? In London for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I just feel that we are same, same, mm -hmm. but different. You, you know? guys, you guys vibe together so well. It's, yeah. It really does feel like just a, two it's, brothers it's, hanging it's out. Chemi yeah. It's chemical thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just met him and I said, okay, I, I knew before the owner of this place and I said to Tony, okay, come with me, man. Come to, because he was living here. He, he has the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I said, come with me and check with, check, check it out, you know? And he said, okay, let's gonna do this. And now I'm here. Uh, I have to say that for me, and I think that for him too, it's not about money, mm -hmm. you know? I just want to make something good for people. I mean, I don't have the cheapest beers in the world. I don't have the, well, the cheapest uh, rooms, I don't know, because it's 150. <laughs> 150 bucks. It's 150 bucks. people who don't know, comes out to what? Six euro, five euro? And no, like less, less than five euro. Maybe it's five dollar. Yeah, five, no, five dollar, but it's like, yeah. yeah it's like four, less than four euros. The most inexpensive room I think I've ever stayed in and the best room I've mm. ever stayed in. And you guys have really, you guys, the goals that you had, I mean, you're talking about making a place where people feel at home. I mean, I'm proof of it. I stayed here for seven extra days and then came back for one more That's after true, traveling man. to the islands. And just to recap on kind of how you got here, I mean, you saw, you saw your boss who you respect and you love, but whose lifestyle you didn't want. Mm. You saw someone who was in their 40s, and who has a really good job, not a bad life at all, mm -hmm. but you made that switch. And I think people get really complacent, mm -hmm. you know, especially at their jobs, at their companies, and they maybe see the same thing that you did. They see, oh man, they're just making more money. You know, that's it. That's all they're spending just as much time, but they're not willing to make that jump. Mm -hmm. to go, okay, no, I'm going to change this. And you did, you, you cut it off. And then what else did you do? You took the one thing that was most important and most comfortable for you, family, and you said, all right, for their sake and my sake, I'm going to leave them behind for a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do something for myself. And what you did was you found a place where you made people feel like family and you made that comfort come back with you. Maybe it's because I'm missing my family and I don't know and I just want to make a new family, yeah, you know? That's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that's totally fair. But I mean, that, that really is how it feels. It feels like you were able to leave your comfort zone and create a new one for others. Mm -hmm. and, and especially yourself too. I mean, you feel, like I said before, you look like the most comfortable, you look like you've never been at work for the nine days I've been here. Mm -hmm. You look like you've just been in paradise. Mm -hmm. And I think, I'm in paradise, man. <laughs> I swear you, I'm in fucking like, paradise. You I know? can see it in your eyes, man. You, you are not lying about it. You love what you do. And I think, I wish more people would do that. And I think your story is gonna inspire some people to go, it's okay, true, it's I'm true, working man. a good job, but maybe I can do something better. Maybe I can do something better. Maybe I can quit this, make a crazy lifestyle change, yeah. and find this comfort and happiness in a simpler way. If there's people that they're really thinking about, I don't want to make my life around money, you have to make changes. You can do two things. One is uh, look for success in money. That is really, I really respect it because we have to be, every, everyone has to be different, you know? But for all people that they want to, they, they feel that uh, I want to, I really love what I do, but I, I think that I can do something more. You have to break with everything that you have, you know? 
because uh, if you're still having a little, a little bit of the most important things next to you, you're never gonna change that much, you know? So that's the reason that now I'm realizing, eh? I mean, I didn't cut with everything just to find my thing. I just, just wanted to cut and start traveling. Now traveling becomes to manager of one uh, backpacker resort, you know? But I would like to say to people that just change, change. And maybe, I don't know, maybe here for me, I'm in paradise, but maybe in three years or four years or three months, I have to change. Oh, nice. I know. Yeah. I, I, I met a lot of people that, really, you're going like nine, ten months traveling Asia? There's a lot of people that, that do that, you know? I mean, are you not afraid to go solo and this thing? And I said, no, man. I, I, I didn't have this afraid thing, you know? I was not scared about this. I was more or less scared, but not scared, about leaving my family in the main thing, my grandmother. For me, my grandmother is like my, the most important thing that yeah. I have. She's kind of your rock, right? Yeah, and she's 91 years old. And I said to myself, okay, uh, if I go out, maybe she's gone, you know, mm -hmm. she's gone. And, but it's life, you know. I've been with her uh, 30 years mm -hmm. with her, you know. I, I really love now to miss people, to miss the things that you love. And I don't know, I'm, I, I, I don't cry for this, you know, but it's like, now it's, my mind has changed a little bit. I really miss my people but I'm good here. You know, it makes you appreciate it more. And now that you have traveled all this time, you've got a lot of stories to go back and tell them. I mean, you've, you've cracked me up this entire trip mm. with your stories. I mean, you went, do you mind going back to your story when you went to Oktoberfest? When you traveled, uh, yeah, mean, that, was, yeah, that yeah. was a little while back, but you, you, you oh, don't yeah. actually traveling before this, this mm. Asia trip, right? Yeah, uh, well, the Oktoberfest, it was like, I don't know if it was the first year or the second year of Oktoberfest. I think that it was the first one. Yeah, it was the first one. It was like seven years or eight years ago. It was fucking crazy because I, I, I did an Erasmus. I don't know if, if in US Erasmus is like a internship program that you do between colleges in Europe. Yeah, you can go to a different country. You can go. City, yep. Yep. And I went to Italy, and the first week, you know, after the, I, I flew on 16 September, and more or less at the next week, the Oktoberfest was starting in Munich, you know. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I didn't know anyone. And I said, yeah, I'm going to Oktoberfest, you know? <laughs> and it was this kind of buses that they were organizing from Erasmus people, but I didn't know nobody, you know? And I said, okay, I'm going. And I don't know at what time it starts. We were uh, driving, well, not driving, sleeping all night, you know? It was like a night trip. And I think that we arrived to Monica, I don't know, at six in the morning. And now I have like a gap. I don't know if the October 1st started at eight o'clock or at nine o'clock. I don't remember. But, but the thing pretty, is- It's early in the morning. It's early right? in yeah. the morning. The only thing that I know is after one hour, I don't know if it was at nine or at 10, I just had like two liters of beer in my body without eating. No breakfast. <laughs> no breakfast. Yeah, well, like uh, pretzels or something like that. But you know, it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> And I, I, now that I'm telling this, I remember that guy that it was a big, big one, Dick Papa, and he was eating at, at the same time that I was drinking like chicken, but roast chicken, you know? And I said, what the fuck are you doing? This is your breakfast? Yeah, I was the stupid one, you know? Because he was preparing. He, he was yeah, preparing. Yeah, yeah. Was this was this a German guy? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made the the young stupid mistake, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, the thing is, uh, 
I make like this uh, one liter of the first beer. I drink it in one, how you say, in one shot or something like that? Yeah, you chug it kind of one, one take. Basically. In one yeah. take, I do all the liter because I saw that uh, people did it, you know. Mm -hmm. They were doing this thing that just one goes up, uh, on the table, just uh, grab the beer and people start to, to make noise, to, to make it happen, you know. If you do it, you are the fucking boss. If you not do it, you... You know, ooh, you know, yeah, 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 bowling a lot. <laughs> and they told me, now if you do this, when you finish, you have to take the last part of the beer, like the just one centimeter, and pour it in your head like bautism, you know. <laughs> and when I heard that, I say, yeah, I'm gonna do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone, but I'm gonna do it. So Baptize yourself with some yeah, beer. I did it yeah. with the first one, then I drink the other one, and after one hour, I was uh, drunk. And I think that I drink, I drank like maybe five, four or five liters more in during the day. And yeah, I, I realized at five o'clock PM that I was fucked. And I don't know why I, I went to the bus, our bus. I don't know why I went there. I don't know if because I was drunk or looking for something. I don't know. When you're surrounded, this is, it's crazy busy, right? You're surrounded yeah, by yeah, yeah, people, yeah. so there's not really any places to get away from the crowd, correct? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the, the, the good thing, it was like, I don't know why I went to the bus. I think that I, I went to find, try to find something in my bag or I don't remember. And I found the, like the luggage box in the buses, you know, that's on the side of the buses. Yeah, like, the side of the bottom, basically. Yeah, right? yes. open, like where you put the luggages and this thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I enter there and I start to sleep. <laughs> I start to sleep and... You're where the luggage goes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I was a luggage man, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I don't know for how many long I was there, but they closed the thing and the bus started, you know? <laughs> and this, they started driving away. And it was one of the guys that said, hey man, no, you, there's a guy down, you know? It's my friend, where's my friend? And they opened and they saw me like sleeping there. You're like, oh, welcome, you know? <laughs> And it was fucking Welcome to my dungeon. Yeah, my yeah, dungeon. yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. These are the kind of stories that now I'm okay. That's another advice. Everyone is always telling. Okay, if you go to make a trip or whatever, just make notes every day. You know, and it's a good thing to do because I don't know. Maybe in 20 years I start to read my things and it's like yeah, you know, <laughs> yes. because I think that I have a lot of things in these four or five months, and now if I had to say one, I cannot remember. You know, it's mm -hmm. like. It has to, it has to come, you know, it's well, like so much of it is happening at once when you're traveling. I mean, mm. you're having crazy things happen every day that you're not used to. Yeah. And so of course your, your mind can't remember all of these, all of these amazing stories. So you got to take the notes or you got to record it on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, two days ago, it's not a good story. It's just a, a picture. Okay. We were here, um, here. Okay. You didn't see that we have like, uh, old, old, old machine to pump water into our lagoon. Mm -hmm. Crazy thing. Yeah, the bar, the bar area overlooks this beautiful lagoon. And then across from the lagoon is where the monkeys hang out and play. You basically just get to watch monkeys eat every morning. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's our TV. So <laughs> the thing is on that lagoon, we put like this kind of big, big pipes, big metal pipes or whatever. The, my boss told me it was like 6, 6 p.m. He said, okay, we have to take out the pipes. It's like, uh, I don't know, kilos and kilos of weight. And I said, really? So we start to do this just because the tractor had to pass uh, through this thing. So we have to take it out. And the picture was like our chef was helping us just with a towel, naked, but with a towel. Uh, the boss with the belly outside from the shirt, you know. 
it was another guy that I don't know who is him, but he was like cutting the palm trees and he was cutting the same palm tree that we were taking out the things, the guy with the towel and uh, the boss there. And I saw like, this is fucking crazy. You know, it's like only in Thailand, you know, it, it was like, really? And it was the guy, the owner of the pipes that with a, by a motorbike tuk-tuk and he put like this kind of 15 meters pipes, like two of them iron in the sidecar and went out with this, like, it's fucking dangerous, you know? I mean, you know how's the road here? And he was like with the motorbike and these long pipes, like 15 meters, like, but fucking crazy, you yeah, know? Like yeah. speed, speed thing, you know? So something, fast. Something that like in Barcelona or the United Barcelona, States, like, never, man. You never see something like that. People would be wearing protective gear. They'd have, they'd have at least 10 people working on something like yeah. this. Meanwhile, there's four of you. <laughs> one, of them, one of them scantily clad just in a towel. <laughs> crazy. The guy of the towel that went to the lagoon, so the towel was completely wet. He was doing like this just to put it up. The other one with the pipe in the sidecar, the other one cutting the, the palm trees. We were with Tony like, you know, like looking everywhere. Like, cut, cut, you know, it was like fucking crazy. And they were like normal, you know. Mm -hmm. So these are the kind of things that when you're traveling, not because it's Thailand, you realize that people live completely different. Yes. And these are the good stories that you have to write. But yeah, in five months, I, I saw a lot of things and now I cannot remember. <laughs> well, you did remember the uh, last night you told us about your bike trip through Indonesia where you got maybe a little lost in a jungle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was fucking crazy. It was in Nusa Penida. It was like Jurassic Park, you know, it's like uh, it's an island uh, between Lombok and Bali. And <laughs> it was so fucking crazy because there is like just two or three, maybe five uh, little, little towns. And I took my bike. I love to go with, ride a bike and this thing, well, motorbike, sorry. For me, bike is motorbike. I don't know why. Well, uh, and I, I was with these friends and I said, okay, we're going, I'm going by myself. I want to see, you know, and it was completely nothing, just uh, palm trees. It's Jurassic Park, for mm -hmm. sure, it's Jurassic Park. You have to go there. If you have the opportunity to go Bali or Lombok, just make a quick jump to Penida. Maybe one day, two days, mm -hmm. but it's amazing. You know, you feel like there's nothing. Way less touristy. I mean, Bali is incredibly touristy, yeah. right? but you go a little bit away and then other, the Bali other is so islands. fucking cool because it has this kind of vibes. That, I know karma is working different there, mm -hmm. but Lombok, for example, it's much better than Bali. But Nusa Penida, I don't know how to, how to explain that shit, you know? It was like, maybe if King Kong was there, I could believe it, you know? It's like this cold rock, I don't know. Seems like a lost island of yeah. some sort, yes. And it's so fucking cool because uh, you can fly to Bali and go to this island. It's a small, big island, you know? And, okay, I was with my motorbike doing this thing. It's like the roads, there are no roads, so it's hills and these things, rocks. So I was uh, with this kind of, well, I went with my friends. They were more father, so we said to, like, you know, this separation, I was, like, alone. Yeah, so you, you basically told them, no, I'm going to do yeah, this yeah, I'm do it. on my own. Yep. And, um, yeah, I just started going, and I have, like, this, uh, we say pareo. It's like this uh, big piece of, it's like a scarf, but it's not a scarf, you know, it's like, how you say? It's like this, but this, you know, I don't know how Basically to say Basically like a cape. Yeah, like sort. a cape. Yes. We can say like a cape. And I have this cape, uh, uh, well, on, on my top, you know, on my shoulders because the sun was fucking hot. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know why, man, uh, the Queen act. <laughs> and it makes this fucking cape go inside the, the engine. Of the motorbike. <laughs> yeah, of the motorbike. And I, yeah, the motorbike stopped, you know. And it was like, I was alone. And I said, fuck, now I'm fucked because I don't know where's the next town. I know that the other one was like, you know, so, so, so long before. And I said, now I'm fucked, you know, I don't know what the fuck I have to do, no, no, um, um, Cell phone no signal, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like in one hour more or less, I think that it would be like dark, so crazy thing, I swear to you. And yeah, well, I was thinking, okay, what I have to do, I have to go down and try to find another town, or just come back where, where one town I know where is it, you know. And I said, okay, I have to come back. And I started to heal up, like, you know, uh, pushing the motorbike. And I found this Japanese, and the Japanese guy was so fucking incredible. He came like a Japanese guy that I was like, okay, I'm safe. He stopped the bike, he said, everything okay? And he was looking at me like, what's happening? He made a photo and he left me, you know? <laughs> so it was like, really? <laughs> it was like, you know, sweating like crazy, yeah. trying to get check out my cape and like, crazy. You thought this was going to be your savior. Yeah, and I said, yeah. And yeah. when I saw him going, it was like, yeah, I don't know how... He said me like, I don't know how to help. Boom, boom. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't know, maybe I can go with you with a bike and try to find someone. Yeah. But it was like, just... He just took a funny 15, picture. In 15 that. seconds. And like, when I was thinking, like, okay, I'm safe, I have to try to make him understand what's happening. Pum pum photo, bye bye. <laughs> then I said, no, no. So I start, uh, still pushing up the thing, and I found uh, this guy smoking on the street, and he just helped me to. And to take out the piece of the engine to just take out the cape, you know. This was a, an Indonesian man. Yeah. 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 Just with, with signal things, you know, he signed things because mm -hmm. he didn't speak English sure. and it was like, eh, 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 you know, yeah. just gestures, <laughs> you know, and he like said, in bike. Cape, bike, cape, bike, out. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, it was a funny thing. It was a funny thing. But it was kind of a... But if that guy didn't save you, you would have been stuck in the jungle for the night, right? Yep. I mean, you would have been stuck out there yeah, with yeah, whatever sure. wild animals, yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. King Kong. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, now I, I'm laughing, you know, but it was like this kind of pressure that, okay, you have to act quickly, you know? Mm -hmm. If not, you are fucked. Okay, if you are fucked, you have to think what to do. Because, you, you know, fucking jungle. Right. <laughs> jungle, man. <laughs> it's jungle. no joke. You're out there, if you're out there at night, I mean... They, they tell you, when we went on that hike here, they said, no, if you go out here after the sun goes down, the animals are going to, they'll get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no joke. It's like, yeah, it's not Barcelona, you know? But you know, I was, I was lucky. And you I, made it through. Sometimes the best stories when you're in them are the scariest, worst times. Yeah, and for then sure. And right when you're safe. For sure. Right when, that, right when that Indonesian savior comes in, that angel comes in, then you know, oh, this is going to be You know story. why? Because when it's something scary, and you, after that, you explain it, it make, it's funny, you know, at yes. the end it's... In the moment, scary. In the moment when you're helping four guys fix a, fix a pipe with no protection. With no protection. It's not that funny, it's just crazy. It's crazy. But it's... later on you look back and you go, oh, all of us should have gotten tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Every it's single easy. one of us should have gotten tennis. <laughs> the good thing here in tennis is uh, you... Maybe in a lot of countries too, it's just... You don't think about what's good or what's bad, mm -hmm. you know, it's just... Okay, easy. Yeah. 
I don't know, a lot of stories. Maybe we can find each other in the future. I know well, that I have to come back to your 30th birthday. I give, in four I give you my years, you come to New York and I walk. give you my word. That's a, I think that's the thing that everyone has to have always. Don't fail to your word, you know? Exactly. Especially when it comes to, when it comes to friends, meeting friends and saying you're going to see them later on. I mean, that's what creates an awesome bond. You, you meet someone somewhere and then you get to travel with them somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is an unbreakable bond. Right? Yeah, and that's the words of my, power, of my father. That he says, uh, one day he asked me if I, I know uh, what's uh, home. And I said, yeah, well, home is, <clears throat> is my house, you know, it's my, where, where I born, where I was born, all my things that all my life I've been in that house. Uh, he told me, bueno, ¿qué crees que es el hogar? El hogar es, es, es mi casa, es donde me he criado, he hecho todo y me dijo, no, el hogar es aquel sitio donde siempre hay alguien que te está esperando. It means that home is that place where always is someone that's waiting for you. And if you know that if one day you go to that place where you meet, where you met one guy, one girl, whatever, and they're waiting for you with that smile, with this big hug or big kiss or whatever, you know, in just one second, you feel like home, you know? That's home. It's yeah. home. When you came, I mean, now because uh, I'm talking about you, but when we saw you yesterday coming back with Tony, mm -hmm. we did, nah, he's here, you we know? We ran in, we all ran in for a big When we ran like the booking, oh, yeah. booking Joe Glasgow <laughs> is coming, I say, Tony is coming, you know? Yes. It's like, for us, it was like, yeah, he's coming back home, you know, because for us, this is home. And when I came yesterday, but he goes, uh, and he said me, yeah, Joe is here. I said, no, he's in the room. Yes, no, okay, I have to wait, I have to wait, you know. Okay, I think that he feels like home because he come back, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is the best thing that I, it means that the thing that we are doing is, it's good. It's working. It's working. It's exact, your goal, your goal of what you wanted to do is already working. And, and Taboo is so brand new. I mean, you've been open for seven, Na, 19, 19 days. 19 days, 19 19 19 days, days. is all. Yeah. And you've already got return customers yeah. at a hostel. Yeah. You're the first one. And yesterday came like two girls that they were like just one or two days two in PP or something yeah. like that. But they came back. I know. It's so fucking cool. It's not because of the business. It's because uh, all the things that I did to quit everything to just to start to think in myself, to make something for people. It's not because this business, it's not because taboo, it's because the thing that I wanted to do, or I was thinking to do, is working. I am so fucking happy. I'm making people happy, making people stay like home. Uh, I'm so relaxed here. I don't, I'm working a lot and I don't think that I'm working. So... Well, you, you're the example in your dad's quote, right? You're that person who welcomes people back and yeah. is there to welcome them back into home. You're doing it well. You're doing yeah, it man. Right. Yeah, man. I think so. I think so. That's so if we have to close one day, I have a fucking good story. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. A couple at that. A couple, yeah. But for Before. this, is like to make people happy or whatever, eh? To make this, maybe I have to come back to Barcelona and one day I have like this run kids. And I can say, yeah, your grandpa make got this fucking hostel in Thailand, you know, with yes, monkeys, sir. man. You know what's a monkey? Yeah, you can go to the zoo if you want. But yeah. I was with my monkeys, you know. <laughs> your monkeys, that's right. That's right. That's crazy. I mean, when I think about it, um, I don't know what my friends are thinking about me, you know, right now. Because I, I, don't, I don't really care to miss them and to, to have, like, this meeting when you come back, you know. It's like, miss, miss things is... 
Missing things is so fucking cool. It is. Well, yeah. speaking of that, I'm going to miss you guys a ton. I'm already, my, I fly out today at 6.45 p.m. and that's not too long from now. And I'm already getting yeah. choked up at the idea of leaving. So I want to thank you very much for thank hosting you, me, being the best guy. I mean, you're, you're a true friend already. Yeah, for me too, Joe. And thank, for you sure. for, thank you for being on the Hostel Homies podcast, man. I think, you know, this is, will be always your home, man.